Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. So guys, we are into our 10th or 11th theme list Tuesday. 10th, I'm going to say 10th because I'm going to round 10. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, who has an expert physio. Hey, Mitch. Hey, mate. How are you? Going well for a Tuesday night. And we also have Nick Lord, who is our fantasy nugget, who is, yeah, he's slowly turning into what? Chicken tendy. Mate, you're doing well. How you going, Nick? Mate, I'm getting less nuggety uh, week by week. I'm moving up the ranks. Uh, going well, boys. That's, going well. What a do, baby. That's it. Yeah, Mitch might need to turn to expert physio and fantasy nugget. You might need to, you know, dual play that one, mate. <laughs> yep. I think, I think I'm certainly heading that way. I, I, it's not looking good. Oh, mate, don't worry. At least you guys have, like, other things to do. If I'm not good at fantasy, then I'm just, I'll have to cut myself. Anyway, so, <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, look for everyone listening at home. We're at Boom or Bust NRL Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we got some nice promos up. I had a pretty good one this week involving the train from Goldeneye, which I quite enjoyed <laughs> for the pain train segment. So get on, guys. And we've hit 1,250 followers. So thank you, everyone, who's done that and leave a review. Uh, I'd also like to uh, just put out there, guys, that. We've actually got our inaugural Boom or Bust prize up for you guys. So due to uh, events such as me not being able to buy Starbursts uh, jelly beans from anywhere, guys, I have, however, managed to get my hands on a kilo of Alan's uh, car lollies into my hands. So I was thinking, guys, we might be able to give it away to the lowest score in our Boom or Bust league this week if you contact us. So... Yeah, I guess what once once the scores are locked in, if you're the bottom person, you'll have a day, and then we'll just keep on throwing out to the next person until someone finally takes us up on it, and then we'll ship it out to you. So, uh, Mitch, you're in with a pretty good chance of that, mate. You excited? Mate, I would love a kilo of Alan's car lollies. It would make Emma's magic round if I had those, so... Look, I, I'm, I'm looking who who is the worst player on my team to captain. Mm, probably Billy Walters or Edric Lee at the moment. So just, just trying to work out uh, how to get the lowest score with my current team. Oh, I think it's to put uh, put it on Paps, mate, and then put the VC on someone else who's who's just as bad. So Who's going to score negative this week? That's the question. <laughs> uh, Will Kennedy, apparently. Well, you know, he's not playing. <laughs> That's Minus it. six for poor Will Kennedy. That was not good. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, you know, pour one out for those of you who had him in draft. If you had him in regular yeah. fantasy, pour one out for yourself, I guess. So, all right, guys, we have a number of segments this week. We've got our leagues, the she stats. We've got the Trust Me, I'm a Physio segment with Mitch. We have the Naughty Corner. We talk about where we went wrong last week. We then have the rundown of all eight games. We have our To The Moon break-even segment. We have O oh, Vice Captain, My Vice Captain which is a really long segment for the name and a really short segment to do. We talk about our trades for the week and we get to questions from the people. So let's start with the leagues. So Mitch, what's happening with your league, mate? Uh, Look, mate, it's much of the same. So NRL FL Lomas is still undefeated and he's heading up the league and uh, doesn't look like getting beat anytime soon. Oh, mate. Okay. So well done. (laughs) Well done to you, mate. Uh, NRL FL Lomas. Mate, you just got to come up with a slightly catchier name because we try and say it every week and, uh, yeah, it doesn't work out real well for us. So, mate, only thing to improve for your teammate is probably the name. Nick's, what's happening with yours? Uh, two 
Tanaroa, uh, Rehana is the um, manager of two Tanaroa. I think there must be like Kiwi or something or something like that. They just banged out a huge 1014, which is just unbelievable. So congratulations. Um, and for the overall league, guys, NRL, FL, which I think are the Fantasy Lounge uh, lads, first mate, mate, which is managed by Jonathan. He's topping our league with 996 this week. So congrats. And guys, he's 10th overall in fantasy. So congrats, Jonathan. That's a, that's an awesome uh, first nine rounds, mate. Keep it up. Yeah, that's absolutely filth. So, mate, doing really well there. And for mine, Stuart's Chaos Mode, Beer and Darts, David Pryor slapped out 1,000. That's an awesome name. And 57. Wow. So, yeah, that's insane. That's wow. it. And so just... You know what? I'm going to go have a look at his team. What's he got going on here? Oh, must Captain have had Hines. Hi- yeah, Heinz Captain. Heinz, yeah, Captain. but it must have some other like um, what? What are you saying? Is Paulie G DoorDash stuff happening or something? Oh, he must do. Oh, he picked up Papali. He's got Cotter, uh, Harry Grant, uh, oh, Jack said. Tedesco. So yeah, it, well, he did it. Even though he had Tuolagi's 18 in there too, as well. So wow. well done, mate. Well. Anyway, so, guys, well done to everyone out there in the world. And, guys, I will work on some sort of gimmick prize for you guys for the end of the season, which will probably be, like, Alan's, a kilo of Alan's killer pythons or something like that, so that we can ship out to you guys. So we'll, we'll work that one out when we come to it. Oh, so- quick, quick story. Um, we got we're, Me and my brother, Ed, we were fighting... Of uh, some Easter show show bags, lots <laughs> of bags said Alan's uh, killer pythons, and we were fighting over it. Anyway, Ed eventually got it, and inside were just regular snakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I was like, Sneak! Oh, mate, imagine. They're made out of the same thing, but I, I guess it's just like a... It's not the same. It's not the same, mate. And don't even try and spin it that way. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, sorry, Ed, mate. I know that you're listening. Uh, sucked in, I guess. Yeah, it gets sucked. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, look, Mitch, how are you, how are you doing overall for fantasy, mate, as well? Uh, still languishing in the 5,000s, mate. I'm at 5,260th. So, I'm bringing up the, re- the rear of the uh, Boom or Bust Fantasy podcast. Yeah. And not feeling too good about it. No, nah, you're not too far off the pace, mate. Like, I'll have a look there. You're doing pretty well, so that's good. Nick, how are you going, mate? 2,095, almost cracked the 2,000, sub-2,000. So we're just cracking on. Stu, where you at, mate? Mate, 1561. I thought I was nice. absolutely done because I picked up the Billy Walters 10, which was a, a bit of a rough one due to some terrible benching on my part. But anyway. That's been the theme of your season, hasn't it, mate? Like... The bench has killed you. You could be a lot higher if you'd had a couple of better bench decisions. Benches and Papalini, mate. But you know what? Decisions are decisions. So, anyway. This is true. Let's move on. Nick, she stats. What's happened this week? Well, uh, I've sort of broken up a bit different this week. So, in terms of base stats, guys, Happy Coruscant, 58 tackles, and Brian Toro and Dylan Edwards were the meter gainers with 266 and 259. So, Good luck to uh, the Storm this week, trying to contain those two guys running forward and happy tackling you all week. Um, in terms of attacking stats, guys, Teddy obviously put in a hattie. He should have had four. Um, Chad Townsend, four try assists. Luke Kiry with three try assists. 
Tiny Mill, Ollie Gildart, and Cam Munster each had three line breaks each. Um, Harry Grant, four line breaks assists, which is pretty nice. Now, offloads, guys. Nico Hines, five. Unreal. A lot of them were pretty soft, like offloads, like watching the game. Um, the they weren't. I, I don't know how yeah, Nathan Brown still got a job, mate. Poor tackling, hey. Like, they weren't wrapping up the ball at all. And I know he's a big dude. Like, he, he's, he's, he's a massive man. Like, yeah, he's not a small half. Yeah, kilos, right? No, no, Hines a big dude, man. He's he's not easy to, just to uh, wrap up. Anyway, um, Josh Papali'i, uh, Ryan Madison, Harry Grant, and Jesse Raymond all had four offloads each. So there's a tackle busting, guys. Ruben Garrick actually topped this week with 12, and then Matty Better with 11, Teddy with 10. For kicking, uh, Adam Reynolds, Valentine Hobbs each kicked uh, six goals, which are pretty solid. Nico Hines, three forced dropouts with Matt Frawley and Toby Sexton as well. Uh, Mitch Moses was the kick leader with 754 kick meters, which is pretty solid. In terms of negatives, guys, Jack Bird, oh, 10 missed tackles, Ben Hunt, 9, and Luke Brooks, 8. No. I don't think we're surprised by either of those. Um, I, I am surprised. I'm surprised. I thought Hunt could tidy it up. <clears throat> yeah, uh, he's in poor form, poor tackling form. Tuala. Four errors. Uh, that can just happen to outside back sometimes. We, when you get bowled into touch and stuff like that, that's counted as an error. Mm. Um, the other thing is, is Cheese and Francis Muller each conceded three penalties, which is a bit dumb. So, um, yeah, some some big numbers this week. The, the one that stands out to me is Mitch Moses, 7.54. They sort of won the game off the back of that boot, I sort of think. So, And, and sort of holding Penrith into that field position, um, even though they've got those metagainers. Anyway, um, on to Trust Me, Physio with Mitch. Okay, boys, let's lead off with the big one. So, saw it live, Ryan Pappenhausen. So, we all saw that first PCL, which he seemed to play through. Uh, and then most likely, uh, if, you, if you managed to sit through that second half, you saw the hamstring after that kick through from Harry Grant. Look, at this stage, it's looking as though he's going to be out for six weeks. There's some cause for, for concern on that leg where he had that PCL. There was some mention, uh, at least initially, that there was some meniscal uh, damage there as well. At this point, he, in my opinion, is a sell. I think even when he comes back, it'll be a lot like the start of the season where it took two or three weeks to get going. So I personally am getting out of dodge. It sounds like at least a high-grade one, low-grade two. That's six weeks by itself. PCLs by themselves don't scare me, but when you've got a hamstring injury on the other side and then a PCL um on the other, that can be quite an issue. So, unless you, you're really sell solid in head-to-head, uh, -head, oh, I think he's a sell. I don't think he'll be the same dude for quite some time. Mm. Uh, Cam Murray. So, at the moment, he's listed as a neck issue. Straight up, my instinct is that's probably a disc bulge. There's more than likely a bit of nervy stuff going on there. They have have him listed as four weeks. So, at, at the very least, they're thinking some type of injection into the neck. They've they've ordered scans. Um, so there certainly is some cause for concern there. Typically in that scenario, they'll cortisone him up fairly quickly if that can settle things down. And then they'll likely try a repeat one uh, a few weeks down the track. And failing that, if his symptoms persist, he may have to have a, a mild surgery to sort that out. But hopefully that's not the case because he would be out for quite a while. Uh, just a, a little bit of a news, uh, shoulder surgery potentially. So called Fittler apparently today to let, uh, Cam Murray's called Brad Fittler today to let him know he's out of origin one as he undergoes 
shoulder surgery. Is there any mention of the neck or is that sort of a fake news uh, thing? Oh, that was- oh, no, I, th- I think it's, it's possibly where it connects to the neck. I, I'm not sure. Uh, it's going to have an operation. I, I haven't got the exact details here, but it's it's enough that he is going into surgery. Is it the same shoulder he had the Latage on? Do we know? No. No, but look, I'll have a look through, mate. As soon as I find out exactly where it is, I'll let you know. Easy. Uh, Sam Verrill, so fractured collarbone. That's an easy one. That'll be four to six weeks. Uh, if you have him, that's a sell. Remus Smith, he's got a pec tear. Uh, must be a reasonably high grading uh, to be listed at 10 to 12 weeks. So I'd say that's probably a grade two. Uh, at this stage, hasn't got any surgical implications, which should probably rule him out for the rest of the season, but certainly as a sell. Jack Johns, fractured forearm, that's four weeks. Uh, Ken Mamala and Ewan Aitken, both uh, a week with the HIA. Ewan Aitken, assuming he has no symptoms, should play. Charles Nickel Clogstad, so he's got a high-grade cork. I would be thinking now, guys, is he listed for this week? I'd be thinking at least a week. Uh, Uh, He's there. He's there. He's played. Okay. Usually those sorts of things are about a week, depending on the grading. I mean, we did see uh, Ben Hunt with his high, high grade three last year. Savage on the bench possibly is coming. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't make the game, Um, but it would be a week at the most um, based on what I I saw there. The final one, Jared Croker. Uh, So watching that live that looked like a shoulder dislocation to me he's listed as two to three weeks i think it'll be close to four i'm impressed he made a return in any form i actually didn't think he looked awful he looked great but he didn't look awful i hope he's okay i think he's a super tough player and man huge amounts of respect for him being able to play through that knee and make a crack at first grade no matter how bad this raiders team's been i mean that's just a super effort so sucks to see that happen to to a good guy uh, apparently, the word from NRL.com is Cam Murray was sent for scans on neck and shoulder injuries. So, so he's busted, is what you're trying to tell me? He is busted. And he's apparently, according to the Herald, he is having surgery on the shoulder. He's out of origin one. So, if, I mean, depending on the surgery, I like, for instance, best case scenario, rotator cuff repair is going to be, uh, you know, four months. Really, it should be six months. So... There aren't too many surgeries that are going to be quick for a shoulder, so unless it's like a little clean out, but yeah, that's that's not good. You don't and, miss Origin and, one for a little clean out. I I I would be. I I thought I felt like he might be a sell just with a neck issue, so I think my opinion's out there. The shoulder sort of just worsens the prognosis, wow. um, fairly considerably, and I guess so like might. like we've seen before, you have that sort of workload. Uh, you're going to get busted. It's why I love seeing Harry Grant make 32 tackles a game. It's like he's just going to keep spitting those numbers out and not get busted. So mm. Mm. I like where he's made 58. <laughs> yeah, that's that doesn't bode well, does it? Um, no. So that's the, that's the injury wrap up, boys. Anything you wanted to talk about there, or happy with it all? No, I think um, I think she's one, right, mate. Yeah, poor Sam Verrills. He finally gets back in the team. He's got a chance to show, you know. How he goes against the top teams, try and find himself a job next year, gets busted again. Friggin' yep. he detached retina, broken whatever else. What what did he break ACL? earlier this year? Yeah, he did an ACL a while back as well. He's he's just injury prone. I'm, I'm not sure Hooker's the right thing for him, unfortunately, Sam. So, yeah, mate, you might need to go play Hooker over in Super League where it's not quite as gross for the 
middle forwards. Uh, okay, back to Nordic Corner this week, guys. There are two big charges, and I think we we saw them both, Will Kennedy and Jesse Ramian. So uh, Will Kennedy got two matches, and I don't know about you guys, but for me that was about right for – it was clearly careless. He coat-hanged him pretty bad, got sent off, I, right? I, I felt good about all of that. That was mm. – yeah. All the right decision. Probably the uh, best one of the year. 100%. Now, the one I do not agree with, Jesse Raymond, not sent off, Sim Mint, for a worse tackle, I reckon. And he did get, he got three matches instead of two because he had a bit of loading. But I reckon that should have been six. That was an ugly hit. Shot yeah, the force was huge. To the head. I, I think if he had been sent off, six is a bit much. But the fact he didn't, maybe he gets an extra one. Yeah. Maybe four. Six is a lot. Like, think about it. That wasn't as bad as the Latrell hit. No, well, it's only because bad. Hugh Nakin didn't break his face. That's like, true. It, it, it's literally just, I, I'm trying to say, do, it's like... Do we I, think that he didn't get the send-off because they already had one send-off? Yes, because I'd have a real issue with 100%. that. 100%. I have a real 100%. problem with that. Oh, I agreed. It was a worse it, If it's a send-off, all we, we said it last week, all we want is for the decisions to be made equally. We want consistency. If it's a send-off, it's a send-off. Lower your shot. That's it. Agreed. Yep. Yeah, because there was no arm wrapping. It's not like one of those ones where, you know, you just get it wrong. He's come in, he's tucked in. With the shoulder. the shoulder charge into his head. It's like, it, yeah. Yeah. it's not careless. I would be, I, I'd be surprised if you and A can play this week, to be honest. Mm, well, mate, he was a big, lot of force. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's all right. So hopefully he plays for us. But even if he doesn't, I really don't mind. I just hope he's okay. Yeah. And comes don't plays for the, the Panthers next year. So. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, what we, where we went wrong this week, I'll kick us off. Um, my captain recommendation, Damien Cook, did not go well with 48. <laughs> and my other captain recommendation of Nathan Cleary didn't go well with 45. So I sort of bum-steered everyone there. Where you, If you stuck with Nico Hines, obviously you've done better if you listen to this podcast. So, uh, Stu, what did you get wrong this, this week, mate? Mate, I spent a little bit of time working out that I've dropped over 250 points because of shit benching this year. Uh, so like, I, I managed to, this week, I had Ilias sitting there on 45. No, I somehow ended up with Billy Walters 10. So, and I couldn't change it either because they played first because I'm an idiot. So, um, yeah, it's just that sort of stuff there that like has been crueling my season. I've just never managed to pick it right. Like I've got Ilias in my starting team this week and he's probably going to score a seven. So <laughs> we'll see how we go. Hopefully he does well against the Warriors. Mitch, how you going? Uh, mate, if, if I was trying to bring it up there, but I couldn't get it up in time, I was going to play the uh, theme from Black Hawk Down, you know, the bit where they're all dropping dead. Uh, because this one, guys, I, I feel bad about this Ben Hunt. I'm going to continue to hammer on him because I'm just so far down the rabbit hole. I have to stay on him. But if you're on the pain train, I, I'm really sorry. Stay on it because we can't crystallize our losses now. The Dragons are irrelevant fantasy-wise. The only thing that's relevant about them is no one should touch them. But Ben Hunt is doing a lot of work. And sooner or later, he's going to have a few good games. The draw for the Dragons is now very, very soft over the next four to five weeks. So just hang in there. Um, Honestly, once I get back to square a bit better, I'm going to get off him. Uh, again, I'm sorry, guys. If if I could have got the Blackhawk down music on in time, I'd, I would have had it playing over uh, the top. But... I've got I've got it here if you want it. Oh yeah, put it up. Oh, he says that. Then I've moved away from it. Let, let, let's let's give it a go, ladies and gentlemen. The Blackhawk down 
theme music wait you're probably about to get an ad here we go this one I can't hear anything. Now, of course, you can't hear anything. Only I can hear everything. The people at home will be listening to nothing either. Okay, you know what? Let, let's pretend, you know, I'll post edit it in. I'm really not going to post it in. <laughs> Guys, this is the theme. Anyway, th- thanks, thanks for wasting our time, Mitch. And I certainly had nothing to do with that. <laughs> anyway. Ben Hunt and wasting people's time. <laughs> no, uh, look, oh. I'll, I'll put this right. I do have a star on Ben Hunt. Like, I reckon they'll, they'll turn around at some point. And uh, so, look, he's down to 6.15, right? Like It's getting point- pretty tasty now, isn't it? Like, he's got a break even, I think, of 68. Like, yeah. there's no way he's getting that. Actually, he might against the Titans. He, he might but- against the Titans. That's what I mean. I'm just waiting for him to show it around. And their draw does get a bit easier at some point. So Yeah, this, this week, this is the start of it. So, anyway. Excellent. Well, look, keep an eye out there. Anyway, moving on, guys. First game, Magic Rounds. Now, guys, we will be there yeah. for this one. Apparently, there's supposed to be a fair bit of rain, but hopefully it has settled down by Friday, according to the weather that I have seen. Only a few mils. So we will be there. So we have the Bulldogs versus the Knights. So it's the start of Magic Round. They've got the bottom of the table clash. This uh, will be a good game. This will be close. I don't know who's going to win this. That's true. Well, look, not very many changes uh, for the Bulldogs. Chris Spatolo, uh joins the bench. Uh, for this one so and for the Knights team uh, the big news is, is that the mighty Adam Clune is back at seven guys, which pushes Phoenix Crosland to the bench uh, no sign of Jake Clifford at all in the 25 so that's a that's a bit of concern for him the fact that he's just been dropped flat out dropped to go and learn how to play footy hopefully Andrew Johns is giving him one on one freaking training lessons right uh Mitch Barnett, who's the guy who started this downfall of this team, he's also back at 11. That's a big inclusion. It's a huge inclusion, meaning, if nothing else, Brody Jones is a 100% rolled gold sell. So, and he's also not in the 25 at all. Uh, outside of that one, guys, Leo Thompson keeps the 13 roll. He only got 28 minutes last week. Thank you very much. And, yeah, the rest of the team is as normal. Uh, there is no sign of Tyson Frizzell or Dane Gagai, which, mate... Big my, outs. Very big outs for that team. And big outs for my fantasy team, too. I've, I've got David Fafita and Tyson Frizzell both sitting on my draft fantasy team. So that's, that's ugly. Oh, brutal. That that's is it. brutal. Well, look... That's probably 100 points just there. Oh, mate, it's absolutely gross. So I'm just hoping I come good late season because I'm getting trashed each week. Yeah, I've also got Dewey in there as well. So <laughs> I'm just like, I can't take any more players there. Yeah, that's not a good hold because honestly, there's no way he's taking Hastings or uh, Brooks' spot in the halves. So. I, I reckon they'll push Brooks out. I'll be honest with you. They're still not winning games. They'll leave Hastings. They'll keep Dewey. Dewey's a better player. Anyway, uh, looking forward, guys. Let's start with the guy I mentioned beforehand, Leo Thompson. Guys, most people have a lot of issues to deal with this week, especially as Ryan Pappenhausen looks to be a sell. Isaiah Tass is not in the 17. Uh, we have issues like Brad Schneider looking like he's a definite sell, other things like this. So, look, Leo Thompson is a starting 13. You just leave him alone. He looks to be slowly, slowly making money. Uh, the other guy is Max King. 
Uh, he's another guy who I would say probably leave alone at the moment. Uh, 43 points last week. He's up against the Newcastle team, who's pretty soft on. Uh, break even of 38 this week. I reckon he probably hits that and he plays around 13. So for me, it's a bit of a hold there. Uh, the other guy that I've got here, but Mitch, you have him too, so I'll pass him off to you, mate. You have Josh Thanks, Jackson. Yeah, mate. It was a little bit disappointing to see the ad that drop in minutes this week. Uh, but great PPM, just shy of one. And I'd be expecting an uptick in minutes this week following his bout of COVID. It looks like that's exactly what you've written down, Stu. Is that how you felt about Josh yeah, Jackson? That's it, 48 and 55. And it's just, I reckon it's just coming back from COVID, mate, right? Not 100%. Yeah. Getting back to fitness. So, As someone who's had it, mate, that's fair enough, honestly. A week after, you're still not great. 100%, especially playing at that intensity in the middle. Yep. So he's got a big motor, but just I reckon he'll probably do 65 this week and then he'll be back to 80. Yep. So, uh, or close to it as they can because they cannot afford the rotational issues in there. Uh, so, yeah, Josh Jackson's still a, still a buy, I reckon, for me. Uh, it's great that he hasn't shot up too much, that he's still affordable this week. Mitch, who else have you got there, mate? Uh, so I might start off with this one. Dave Clemmer, we've talked about him last week. He continues to ma- maintain the rage, boys, particularly in a, just a terrible second half showing from Newcastle. At 59 points, which is what he had last week, over the next three weeks, he'd actually hit 780K. He's currently sitting at 720. Look, there's not a huge amount of cash there, but I love it when I see players score well on dud teams. Two questions for you, boys. Do we see this Knights team turning it around? And therefore, some possible blue sky for Clemmer. And if so, or if no, is there any interest? Uh, look, for me, I'll be honest with you. Like, it's possibly for Dave Clemmer. I, I, I wish I got him in a couple of weeks ago because he, he is it. It looks like David Saifidi's off the boil there. And Clemmer is just absolutely playing his guts out. I think it's like he's... Is he off contract? I feel like he's having a, a, you know, needs a new contract season. He could be. Anyway, so that's what it feels like. He's absolutely churning that team along. He's playing big minutes and he's playing very, very tough. He wants that try in a Knights Colors because he still hasn't got one. <laughs> he's sick of those bloody nude runs. That's what he's sick of. No, I think uh, he's also sick of the bloody nude runs. <laughs> <laughs> Last one, just real quick. Kalen Ponga, so... Slowly coming down from that uh, 101-point round a few rounds back. 44 points last round. He's sitting on a break-even of 41. He's 593K with Paps out for six weeks and certainly for most people a sell. He's 150K less. Boys, I'm not interested on a team that stinks, but any interest from either of you uh, for a Paps to Ponga swap and banking a bit of cash? No. Uh, I think week 10 this week, so you get 10, 11, 12. You've got three weeks and then Origin. He will back up after Origin unless he gets absolutely smashed. Mate, he's, he's, he gets cops a lot of punishment, but he's also, I'm not saying he's fragile, but he is susceptible to getting he's smashed. Fragile. Thank you. Okay, you can say it. He's not, fragile. He's not a super durable dude. Straight up, straight up. If I was physioing for the Knights, I'd expect him to be first in line, mate. I reckon he's a serial offender. He'd be getting physio all the bloody time. Fair enough. Okay, so look, Kalen yeah. Ponga for us, is, yeah. he's got a light buy on him, but there's probably better options out there. But I'll be honest nah, with you. He's not a light buy. Don't buy him. I'd know, I, I'm just saying, look, I, 
do you know what my issue with wing fullback is? And I'll, I'll digress a little bit because it's going to be an issue for a lot of people this week, guys. The If we look at wing fullbacks at the moment, right, we got Nico Hines, who is our Lord and Saviour, right? The our second, king. Long live the king. That's it for average. Paps is the second best, who's now injured. Average of 55, right? 20 points, almost 20 points less than Hines, but he's still doing all right. Teddy, who's brought up his average to 50, around 53, is the third best. After that, the next guy with the next best average is Taylor May. Oh, that, gee. Yeah. No, no. The next one after that, Scotty Drinkwater. Yep. After that, Ronaldo Militalo, right? Joey yeah, so, so rather than trying to replace Paps, just spin him into another asset like a Harry Grant, a Zai Papali'i, yeah, someone like that, cover. another gun. Yeah, that's yeah. It. You just just swing just swing it to another gun. There's plenty of good yeah. cheap as long as you got cover out there. Go that get we'll recommend later. You're right. Go that's get cooler it. and as as you cover and hopefully you guys held on to Stephen Crichton. You play. Yes, him. I did. Yeah, that's you it. play. You play Stephen Crichton at wing fullback. And yeah, or Taylor May or Cooler or someone. That's true. Yeah. Taylor May too. And yeah, you're right. Spin him into another keeper. Or in right. the middle or at hooker. Yeah, I like that. Nick. Or a half, what, yeah. Oh, that's true. There's a few good ones. Like a DCE or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Anyway, Nick, who have you got, mate? Matty Burden, guys. 597K. He good pumped candidate. out an awesome 82. Huh? Good candidate for a replacement for Pappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 18 break even. So he's absolutely went uh, beast mode against the Raiders. Granted, it was the Raiders. So 11 tackle busts, an awesome try. 140 meters gain and 482 kick meters. So he sort of did a bit of everything, to be honest. So he finally produced the game we knew he was capable of, given a license to run and return most of the kicker duties. Proved why we had him as a must center at the beginning of the season. So... We've got him as a strong buy rating. I've had him as like a buy keeper rating the whole season, but if you haven't got him now, is a great time to get in. Um, and I don't think there's any issues with that from anyone, is there? We, we all sort of agree he's a strong buy at the moment. I reckon Aitken and Burton are your keeper centers for 2022. Yeah. Let's let, let's talk about their run that they got coming up. They got the Knights. Yeah. They got the Tigers. Yeah. Yep. They got the Dragons. They're good. They got They're... the Dragons. Then they got the yep. round 13 Panthers with no one in their side, right? They'll probably have six players out. Yeah, uh, it's a soft run. Then they got the Eels, which will be a tougher game, but post-origin. They've Tig- got a good record against them. Yeah, Tigers again. Sharks before rep round. Uh, well, the Sharks will be missing probably Hines at that point. Uh, like, it's, it's not coming up too much. They only, basically, they don't play the Storm again. They don't play the Panthers again. They've already gone team. through their hard run, and that, yeah. we knew that from the beginning of the season. So they're, they're past the hardest part of the draw, yeah. and so they should see some easier the, teams now. So the, the only, if you're looking my, for my only concern, the last three games: Eels, Sharks, Eagles, Seagulls. That could be a bit. Rough. Yeah, he can perform against those teams. I don't worry about that. True. He's a he's a class player. Anyway, guys, I got the dogs by six. Uh, Mitch, what have you got, mate? Dogs of War by four. I got the dogs by 15 because I reckon it's going to be one of those games. Mate, the dogs don't have 16 points in them. I'll put a sandwich on that. 16 points? The line? What's your line? What what have you got the dogs for? He's saying they won't score 16 points to begin with. That's what I mean. They can't score three converted tries. So so, so what are you saying that they'd score, mate? 
they're not gonna they're not gonna win by 16 points there's no way you're you're assuming like the knights are gonna score at least four so you're telling me the dogs are gonna get 20 i, I reckon that against this night side i reckon the dogs will get 20 i'll put a sandwich on that okay well, we'll i'll let, buy you lunch at magic round let, let's let's call the margin on that one let's let's call it what 14 16 15 16. no 14 14 14 that's fair no i said no, they won't that's more than two converted so it's no i said they don't have 16 points in them not 14 16 point line that's okay that's we'll talk about it, well put your house on it. Yeah, all right the, the, 14 14 all right i'll do it i'll if, take it done sold okay still the dogs have 14 points in them so if you see someone come on when the knights are about to score and interrupt the play that's probably me <laughs> trying to win my sandwich sorry boys um anyway moving on we get to the uh evening game for that game we have the seagulls versus the broncos which i reckon this would be a great game too guys yeah um, it should be good yeah look we got uh got a few good ones we got uh, this, would, this would be real close as well i reckon mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, go on, Stu. Look, Morgan Harper is out. Andrew Davey is back. Hamale Olukwatu is also back in the side. Uh, Ethan Bullimore retains the edge spot, so which is a bit interesting. I guess Carl Lawton's out for a few weeks, and Josh Schuster is lurking around 22. He's probably a week away from that calf injury. Ben Travojevic uh, has moved from the uh, cent- sorry from the edge to the centres, where he was initially named last week. Uh, what's happening with the Broncos team, Nick? Uh, Payne Haas is back from the AC joint injury. And Kirk Catewell is back too um, for the Magic Round Clash at home. So Pat Carrigan moves from uh, prop to lock and Kobe Hetherington to the bench. T.C. Abadi, Ryan James and Jake Turpin are not named in the uh, 17. So um, the big thing there, I suppose, is Payne Haas is back and Pat Carrigan um, still giving you that go forward so it's a it's a much stronger side on paper really it's all additions as far as i can see 100 percent. no there's there's about a million and a half dollars worth of talent that's come back into that team over the past <laughs> couple of weeks so yeah, yeah it's good it's, it's a really good solid side guys I'll, I'll kick us off with uh burbo benjavojevic 288k he pumped out a 64 last week he's got a minus nine break even so he, I think he got lucky for anyone who's holding on to him because he played second row when you had no idea he would. He was named at centre. He got 80 minutes and two tries. So two games playing centre for the Seagulls, he's averaged 23.5. He misses 4.3 tackles per game. And if you picked him, I think he's just banking on the Trebojevic connection between his brothers, which I think is a massive gamble. I think he's a total trap and avoid. I, I don't see 100K. Of value, and I can see his him just like flicked out of side like that. Are there any disagreements, Mitch? Uh, I, I do think he's a trap, but I think he could. Uh, we know that Brad Parker could be out for a while, and I think Morgan Harper is in the shadow realm, right? So, like, you probably hold on to his spot for a bit. It's more about the Eagles' run coming up. So, let's have a look. Seagulls draw because you're just basically baking on him scoring meat pies, yeah? And draw. Who have they got? They've got Broncos, Eel. No, nah, they've got Broncos, Eel, Storm, Warriors, <laughs> Tigers, Cowboys. Yeah, he's a trap. Yeah, they get the Storm twice. You, any disagreements, mate? Nah, mate. Uh, it's unless he locks down. Unless yeah, Brad Parker's leg falls off. I can't see anything happening with him. Yep, sweet ass guys. The other uh, stud, um, Selwyn Cobo guys, four hundred and six k. 63 fantasy points and a low break even of four this week. 
So he was trading at $120,000 discount three weeks ago when I think I first mentioned him. And he's still at a $44,000 discount on the starting price. So he's still, you know, pretty cheap. He's had a good good break even. And the right-hand side combo is really coming together. So Reynolds, Staggs, and Cobbo. I really love it. I've got a buy rating on him. Um, he had two tries, nine tackle busts, three errors um, in the last four games. So in his first five games, guys, he had 19 errors. 19. It was insane. Um, he's got the DPP center wing fullback. So if you're looking at a cash down for Pap announcement for someone who can go big, I think Cobbo's your man personally um, for this week. So um, I've got him as a, as a buy, not a strong buy or a must, just a buy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure on that one. I, I think that uh, the issue was is that, that he wasn't under as much pressure in his last couple of games because uh, the Broncos have been winning pretty handily in these games. So he's got more attacking and none of the real downside. I'm not sure that I think he'll very much have those swings and roundabouts. But I love his talent. No, no, no doubt there's variance within his score. There's no doubt. Like, he, he scored a six against the Warriors. Mm. So, I'm not saying he won't have that downside, but I think he's turning a corner, particularly over the last two, three weeks. No, fair enough. And, and build, as I said, building those combinations. So, um, we know from the Sharks game that Katani Staggs, you know, made a meal of... Uh, sorry, he ate Talakai's lunch. That's what he did. After <laughs> this week, um, you know, Cobbo ran over the Rabbitohs. So, anyway, um, Mitch, what have you got this week, mate? Yeah, I have Tom Tobrovic. So, 52 points, 64 break even. He's at 725K. Back to better form last week and seems to be regaining some of his uh, fitness. Guys, we just talked about the Eagles' run. How do either of you feel about him as a swap for Paps? Uh, we are all on Turbo Watch at the moment with that nasty uh, hamstring injury to him. He's very likely to play Origin given he's been relatively unhindered in his return to footy. 52 points with no meat pies is a good sign for the 2021 M. His break-even is 62, so not at the bottom of the curve. But would it be a terrible sidestep to go from Paps to Turbo? You're saving... Almost 50k. I like it. What do you think, Stu? Uh, yeah, look, from a value standpoint, you can afford to wait a week. Uh, but he's one of those guys who you do not know when that score is going to crank out. Uh, but look, picking him up next week seems insanity. So it's like, it's it's this week. And he's a keeper for a keeper, right? He is. I mean, the problem is, as you said, Stu, so he's got the Broncos this week. Then he's got the Eels and the Storm. And then uh, 4th of June will be the week of origin. So he misses the Warriors game. Oh. He's back for the Tigers. Okay. Um, so wait, so it's like, wait, wait. It's, yeah. it's risky. Like, And then he's got the Storm again after that. 16. Yeah, so just, uh, I've, I've, I've got him penciled in for round 18 with the Knights. Yeah. 19 uh, I, I Dragons, think, 20 Roosters, yeah. Eels, Titans, Sharks, Raiders, Bulldogs. Yeah. He's around. It's all about, yeah, it's all about playing the numbers, isn't it really, Stu? It's like... You know, if we might be wrong about this, but I think we're most likely to not be wrong. Oh. You won't lose your shirt by not getting him, I don't think. Oh, no. His ownership isn't high enough that you're going to lose your shirt at either. Like, mm. I want to I wanna see one eye test, one, even if you miss out. He's well, got- he's not going to crack out two big games against the Storm. Nah, nah, impossible. All right. Okay, so... What else have you got, mate? Have you got, mate? 
Uh, real quick, Adam Reynolds. So look, continues to improve as outrageous as that sound, given the length of time he's been around. He's drinking all the milkshake in Brisbane, which we've spoken about and has managed to start to give a team that has been a halfback short. New Nick, and Nick, you and I spoke about this about two years ago with Milf and, uh, oh, uh, the guy from Melbourne. What was his name? He's unforgettable. Brody Croft. Brody, Brody Croft. Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, they've been a halfback short of being a fringe contender. Close to cashed out at this stage, if not already. So would caution buying him. But he's an interesting POD if you preferred someone other than Cherry Evans uh, to pair with Cleary in your team moving forward because he's going to keep cranking out those big scores. I think Brisbane is looking better and better. And I know they're currently sitting at $2.21, but they're going to give Manly all they can handle here. Yeah, look, it's it's not a bad choice. Uh, he, he is certainly proving that he's got attacking chops, which he just didn't have to show at Souths right he had to manage the game but now he's doing it all there because uh tyson gamble is terrible so he's doing it all and he's doing it well he doesn't play round 13 which is the only downside but neither do any of the origin halves right so and guess all these people like oh he doesn't play 13 we you're not going to switch out your entire game team between 13 and 17 just have the week off and so Payne Haas because he had a week off well, yeah, he's the um, he's the best non-Origin half. So I'm assuming Hines, Cleary, Munster, and DCL are going to play Origin. So, you know, Adam Reynolds isn't. So he's the best non-Origin half in terms of average so far, guys. So I've got no complaints about people bringing him in. To be honest, I just think you're paying a premium. So, but you know, he's he's definitely passing the eye test. So mine and the Broncos are definitely growing confidence as a result. That's it. I would. I my only caution is for head-to-head players. Round twenty-three, Storm went round twenty-four, Eels. <laughs> so uh, if you're a head-to-head player, have that thought. Always be looking for these keepers. Who are they playing? 22, 23, 24. and if you use yeah, chaos man. mode, twenty-five. <laughs> what have you got, Stu? Mate, a couple of things. Christian Tuipolotu. 39 points. He's at 356K. He's made 116 already. He's gone under the radar. We haven't really talked about him much, but he seems to be keeping his spot. We've got Jason Saab, who had that awful turf toe injury. Like, I don't know whether you guys saw it, but the corner camera caught the moment where basically his toe crunched, right? So I've got him as a soft buy for if you do need a wing fullback this week and you just want to cash down, perhaps spend the money elsewhere. Uh, Tua Pelosi looks like he will still make some money in him. Is is the last week to get on him, though. Uh, but look, whether they're winning or whether they're losing, they were down to 12 men versus uh, Souths, and he still scored very well. So he's a good player. Uh, I've also got Payne Haas. And I'm just hoping, guys, that uh, you didn't sell him because he had a week off. Nick, you held? Um, yeah, I'm holding. Yep. I, I must say, I was mildly tempted to go to Cam Murray. <laughs> Glad oh, jeez, that would have hurt. Oh. oh, mate. Imagine if he did. You got off and he went oh, to Cam Murray. Jesus. Yeah, we, that would be a senseless thing to do because the only justification would have been because he's playing Origin and Cam Murray was definitely going to play Origin. So, oh, Or it's more if you thought that oh, he maybe had a couple of weeks and you wanted to keep up your score. But yes. Oh, even then, that's silly. Uh, um, and the last guy I've got is Kobe Hetherington, who is a outright sell now that Pat Carrigan is back and playing 13. Uh, Kobe goes back to being, I guess, some sort of bench forward. So uh, definite sell from my side. Uh, guys, 
Who have we got winning this game? I've got Manly by eight. Nick? Got the Broncos by six, let's say. Six. Mitch? Brisbane by 10. Come on, mate. It's Magic Round at Suncorp. They're going to get up for this. Oh, no. They haven't got up for much lately. Uh, No, it's not true. This year, they're doing very well. Um, They're certified not stinky. I reckon they'll make the eight. Which I, I had them at six, then I reckon I'll be pretty close. I reckon so. It'll shake out pretty well from this year. Uh, let's go to sides which won't be probably top six this year. We've got the Warriors who somehow <laughs> sitting in 10th and the Rabbitohs oh, who are sitting at ninth. Uh, guys, uh, big changes for uh, the Warriors. Tohu Harris is back. Oof. That's it. And Marcelo Montoya is back as well. You know, for uh, I don't know for for saying the wrong thing, and Adam Pompey goes to the centre, which pushes Rocco Berry back to the bench. I think that he's a bit hard done by. Uh, we've also got their next year half combination, likely uh, at least half of it. Ronald Volkman is sitting there at uh, in the reserves as well at twenty four. And uh, Nick, what's happening with the Rabbitohs team, mate? Um, give me one second while I find my spot on the page. I was just adding a fan question down the bottom of the document. No, okay, man. here we go. Uh, thanks, Stu. Isaiah Tass, he's gone for Jackson Paulo. Um, Cody Nick Rima, he has come in from the Warriors and flown straight into the number 14 jersey. Jai Arrow has moved from the 12 jersey into the lock, and Jacob Ose has come on to the bench uh, for Jai Arrow. And uh, as I mentioned, Isaiah Tass, he's not in the 17, he's in the 19 jersey. So, um, yeah, um, quite quite a lot of changes to be honest. With with Murray on the way out and Tass being dropped effectively. Yeah, let, let, look, let me start with Tass. I did mention him last week as a buy. I said it was his position to hold, and last week they did not perform, unfortunately. So they they just had an absolute Barry Crocker of a game. I was listening to that on the radio, and I watched um, like I, I watched it afterwards as well, like the highlights, guys. Am I correct in saying that they just had a real shocker? Yeah, he, he had a good couple of moves. He's got some pace um, from an eye test point of view, but yeah, that, the, the Rabbitohs got torn a new one, didn't they? They did. Down, just down the edge, they just they struggled there. Like if you look at Selwyn Cobbo and um, oh, Stags on that side, it was just it was a tough assignment and he just didn't get there. So Jackson Paulo gets his chance again. Uh, so look, oh, I, I'd be worried about the Rabbitohs just losing Cam Murray. Like he was really the guts of that team there. I'd be very concerned about their ability to perform moving forward. Hundred percent. Well, we as we were talking about, they're playing straight up the middle, aren't they? That that's was the entire. They game. were. Well, well it, was, it was seriously. It was like Cam Murray was almost taking two hit ups, and he was tackling everything that moved. It was. Um, yeah, and it's something. It's something you said last week, Stu. You make that many tackles and that many hit ups, you're going to get hurt. That's it's it. gonna happen. Exactly right. So yeah, he's, he's just busted. I also go to Davy Mawale, guys. Look, he started last week. He still did badly. Uh, he's just he's not getting the minutes. He's not Payne Haas. I know there was talk about him, you know, being like that, but he's not. So I guys for me, he is a sell and move on. He's got a break even of thirty one this week for a guy who's at two twenty k. Yeah, it's flog. Fine, go get cooler. Go get someone else. Uh, Nick, who are you looking at, mate? Man, I got I got a few. Uh, Dejan Arcee, three thirty k, twenty five this week, and seventeen break even. 
So he's got a 31.2 average in six games in the halves over the last three seasons. So he appears to have the talent, but is relying solely on attacking stats because he's not drinking any of that milkshake for the Warriors. So I'm just saying chuck a start, don't bother. Tread Peoples, guys. He had a huge game. Uh, he's not in the top 30 Stu's mentioned here, and he's not in the 17 this week. So he's just a guy to pop in your black book for later in the year um, mm. as someone who can punch out some numbers. Do you know that he so was working he... at a clothing store in the middle of that week? Wow. No, no yeah. joke. Okay. He's, he's got two jobs, and he, he, he had to cut out a shift for one of them to go to training. That's Respect, mate. Oh. Yeah, res- respect for rocking up for the Bunnies faithful. 100%, mate. Um, and and a, a couple of big boys are heavy hitters, and oh, I've got some takes on this, guys. Tohu Harris, he's back, 763K with a break even 61. So in 2021, his adjusted average for the new point sk- uh, scoring was 57.6 in 15 games, so he's got the DPP. So he ruptured his ACL round 18 in July 21. So if you remove the two injury-affected games, he actually averaged 64.9. And it didn't matter if he was in lock, second row, or prop. Okay, he's an absolute boss. Now, Mitch, with your uh, expertise and understanding his role, would you think that he goes back to his same type of workload straight away or are they going to ease him into it? Do we have a week up our sleeves? Because if he goes back to his, you know, 65 average, um, when you take out those two injury-affected games, he could really start getting his price moving upwards as a DPP, which to me feels like one of the most valuable things in fantasy at the moment. What do you think, mate? The question isn't if he should, like he definitely should be eased in and it should take a week. The question is, will Nathan Brown give him a week uh, given how much pressure he's currently under? Um, I think he should be given a week to be eased in and likely will play 60 minutes. But I could be wrong just based on a team that's a bit desperate and has likely rushed him in maybe a round or so early as it is. I mean, I was reading some stuff today on ACL... Um, repairs and how really they should be 12 months and not nine and the risk of bringing people back early. So I'm instantly a little bit nervous whenever I see this. Um, uh, I can't really help you because I think they should ease him in, but but I don't know if they will. Often these sorts of decisions are forum-based, so it's not just the medical staff. It does come down to the coaches uh, and, and the managers of the team to decide what the risk is worth. And I wouldn't be shocked to see him do the 80. I'm strongly considering breaking my rule and bringing Tohu in just um, to try and get a get a leg up on the, the rest of the competition. The thing is, though, right, if he has 65, do we really lose that much uh, ground in value? So his break-even is 56. So if he punches out 65, he really only moves up, what, uh, 10K. That's true. No, it'd be more than that, won't it? No, I just checked. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I, I'm not so – yeah, because he doesn't have three-round rolling average working against him at that point. Uh for me, it's one of those ones I want to wait a week to see him, but I do want him. I want him and I want Isaiah Papali in my side. They don't play Origin. Um, I'm not curious. He does play round 13 for those who really care. I don't because no one's going to have a team for round 17 this year. So, uh, but yeah, I reckon he's probably by, but I want to wait a week. I'll be honest. Oh, I think, Nick, my gut instinct is to wait a week. I think I'll probably... I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't trust any. I don't trust a single winger fullback. I, I have yeah. no idea what I'm going to do with my other trade with Pappenhaus and Cash. Okay, yeah. guys. So, so maybe wait a week on Tohu. On to another heavy hitter. So Damian Cook, I mentioned, I think, last week or the week before, that he's the absolute start of the league. So he's better than Harry Grant in terms of average this year. And then after that, he absolutely flopped after recommended as captain with a 48. So his break-even's 80. 
and he's just ticked under 900k to 886k. So they've just brought in Cody Nickaram from the Warriors, as we mentioned earlier, and I suspect that he will drop Cook back that 65 to 67 minutes because Cody's not a lock, he's too small. So he's going to be playing, I dare say, at hooker. So when in between 60 to 70 minutes between the last three years, he's averaged 52.5 fantasy points in 68 minutes, right? But when he plays over 70 minutes over the last three years, he's averaged 61 in just about 80 minutes. So I mean that to say it could cost him nine fantasy points just missing out on this, you know, 13 to 15 minutes, which means his price is going to go backwards quick. So I would be very quick. If you've got Damian Cook right now, get out. 100% get yeah. out. It's too risky. You're going to origin. They brought Nick Arima for a reason. So Who would um, you recommend to get out to? Well, mate, that's for later in the pod. I've got uh, some good hooker options coming up. Oh, so no, no, I was don't, don't any spoilers, I've, but I do have the answer to your question, so keep listening to the podcast to find your replacement for Damien Cook. Excellent. And on that note, I'll take the uh, bunnies by two. Uh, Stu, what do you have? I've got the bunnies by ten in this one. I got the Warriors by ten. I think the loss of Cam Murray is going to hurt Damien Cook big time uh, he's not going to have the room he's used to and I think Toru back in the side man that team just becomes tough when he's in there mm, that'll be that'll be a different unit boys uh, as soon as he went out of that Warriors side they were weak as piss but now he's back they'll, they'll be strong true they'll be much 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 more starchy I'd probably almost I'd be willing to almost take a sandwich on that yeah I'll take it oh man we're up to two. Emma's not going to be, <laughs> Emma's not gonna be happy. Suncorp sandwiches, mate. You're going to be broke. Anyway, you'll, you'll have to walk home. No, yeah. I'm going to make him. I'm making him at the hotel. I'll just bring you like a cheese sandwich or something. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So, guys, let's get to the... Obviously, it's a game of Magic Round, guys. 5.30 game, Titans versus Dragons. Uh, the this battle... will be close. I don't know. what. Yeah, this will be good. No, no. It'll be close. Yeah, this is good. gross. No. Yeah, this is gross. It'd be good. Stop, On the plus side, angry. Nick, we're sitting right next to the Dragon supporters base so we can watch them slowly deflate. Mate, um, I'm one of them. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's that's where we're sitting. Uh, so we're, we're down um, next to the Panthers and Dragon supporters that, uh, bay that day. So, guys, uh, big news for this one. Jaden Campbell is back. Philip Sammy is back. Isa Masters gets moved to centre along with... Next uh, partner in Brian Kelly. Because Jermaine Asako is also back. Corey Thompson and Greg Marzu have both been cut. Greg Marzu has been cut. That's rough. Um, Kevin yeah, both Proct- of them. That's brutal. Look, Kevin Proctor's been cut. Enjoy, what, England? Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, mine. That's it. Uh, Patrick Herbert drops out. Uh, Jared Wallace joins the front row because Isaac Leog goes to an edge uh, for the drop. Kevin Proctor. And Mitch, what's happening with the Mighty Mighty Dragons? Mate, well, Anthony Griffin, in all his wisdom as the best coach in the NRL, <laughs> has decided that after getting absolutely towed by the Storm in the second half, that he should stick with the same friggin' team. Fair enough. Well, I, they only lost by, what, 46? Honestly, I thought they'd lose by 40, so as far as I'm concerned, it could have been worse. That's it. So... Okay. I'm upset and I, I just don't want to go there because I've thought I need to drag its podcast pretty darn quick. That's it. Look, uh, guys, for me, it's a pretty stiff rule with this one. This one's going to be real quick for me. Do not touch anyone from the Titans or the Dragons until they show some form. I can't touch yep. it. Yep, that, mate. Agreed. 
Agreed. The the only one we'd look at, guys, is Herman SASA at two fifty eight k. He's got a ten break even, and um, I'm just saying, just watch him this week. If he if he gets thirty minutes, then he could be a buy. Okay, and because his PPM is one point oh seven this year, which is awesome. So thirty minutes would mean he averaged thirty, and then he'll be worth in the start to get into the. Um, you know, mid 400s or something like that. I will make say you, some you cannot buy him this week though because you got Jamin Jolliffe who's sitting out there at 21. He's coming back from injury. And if I was going to cut someone from this team, I would cut Herman SASA first. He would, uh, then again, it might be Sam McIntyre. Sam McIntyre, yeah. Oosh. Yeah, look, either way, definitely not. Yeah, a it's, not, it's, a, it's a not a hard buy. It's a wait. It's a wait. Okay. So, guys, who we got winning this game? I'll take the Dragons uh, by 20. Mitch, what have you got? Mate, if I travel to friggin' Brisbane and the Dragons lose, I'm going to be salty as. There's no way they have 20 points in them. Uh, i got Dragons by 10. Okay, and I've got the Titans by 32. You're a jerk. <laughs> Good dispatch, boys. On to the... Uh, oh, this is this is nice. This is a very Dude, nice game. What a game. poop game. <laughs> the Storm versus the Panthers. Shoot, I can hear you... Uh, Mate, I must say, in these tighter games, I get to still get a bit of that adrenaline dump with the Panthers. So, it's, <laughs> you know, watch them play. Mate, it's just from years of being not great. So, is it? Are you a bit disappointed, though, boys, that Paps won't be there? Like, yes. I really wanted a full-strength storm here. Like, they, they've been playing awesome. I'm very disappointed he's not going to be there. Oh, 100%. It, him and the other injuries back there, mean that they're not playing full strength but it does mean is that it gives a chance for the halves to really step up in that role last week like the Panthers were the better team for about 70 minutes but the Eels found a way right and so the Storm I guess they'll they'll need to find that same sort of performance this week so Nick Meany shifts into fullback for Pappenhausen Dean Eremiah comes onto the wing uh, centre Remus Smith he's done his peck it sounds like is also out with the NRL granting permission for development squad player Marion Survey to be selected. Um, and also Kenny Bromwich, guys, has been named to play, um, but he's got to get through his concussion protocols. Otherwise, um, we'll see Tom Eisenhuth join the 17, by the look of that which, team. Which they don't lose much. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, or maybe Alec McDonald onto the bench and, hmm. you know, Chris Lewis. I don't know. That's it. We'll see. Um, in terms of the Panthers team, it's largely unchanged, although you've got Scott Sorensen coming... Um, back from illness onto the bench and Matt Eisenhuth shifting to the reserves. So I don't think they really gained too much from that. So this Panthers side is pretty much full strength now, Stu. Uh, that, so- is, that is the full strength team. I think Scotty Sorensen's a bit more of an impact player. Matt Eisenhuth is more like your Aiden Tolman style. If you need a replacement bench prop, I, I mean starting mm. prop, he's the guy. But if you need an impact fella, Scotty Sorensen has looked the goods this year. And, and as Stu tipped a couple of weeks ago, or three weeks ago, Mitch Kenny is in the 14, so um, he's back for the big games when Sonny Luke was filling in there for a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah. I'll be honest with you. They will give Mitch Kenny the rest to go and play reserve grade for every game that they can get away without him this year. Mm. So so mm. for games versus the Titans, whoever else, they bring in Sonny Luke because he will be the backup half and Mitch Kenny mm. will be the starting hooker next year, almost certainly. Mm. So... Mitch Kenny cannot be a buy this year for whoever is at home listening, unless Abby Coruscant, yeah, is out for the season. What have you got, Mitch? 
Uh, just really quick, Brandon Smith boys said it last week, saying it again. Uh, I have him. It's not time to get on him. Wait till Harry Grant plays Origin. He's 36 points last game with a 34 break even. Bellamy hates me. He's not playing him the proper minutes. Um, don't touch him just yet. Yeah, it's weird what's happening with him. Yeah, we've got to wait to see what's happening, right? Yeah, I didn't, and now I'm regretting it. No, all good. Uh, mate, you'll turn around at some point, and then you'll be laughing out of the other side of your face in a good way. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully. Uh, Nick, who have you got, mate? Mate, uh, Nick Meany. So um, he's he's been a 5'8 fullback prospect, um, and he's found some red-hot form on the wing, so he's been shifted to fullback uh, where he's more comfortable. So his career at fullback is 31.7. Um, is, is that the Bulldogs, though? Is that at the very, correct, very correct. Ter- so, so I'm not sure we can take anything from that. Well, 2018 Knights as well, and they were, I think, a poop team from memory. So but As um, I said, you can take absolutely nothing from his previous teams. Well, he, I know he was meant to be a huge prospect coming out in Newcastle, so... Um, I had him as an avoid as a winger, um, just based on his price of four ninety three. I, uh, I don't really know where to put him now, guys. Um, I, you're sort of running a gauntlet with Paps, I'd say, because you only got that four to six weeks. We're saying to make some dosh, but um, I could see him too. I could see him averaging in the forties, if I'm honest, uh, based on just the eye test and 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 fullbacks in the league. So. Um, if you picked him up, if you have him, obviously you're doing really well um, and you could even keep him. Um, uh, uh, sorry, you could even pick him up this week if you really wanted to for for, for Paps, I guess. Uh, if you wanted to down downsize from the you know the $700,000 price tag to just under five hundred. So um, any objections to someone bringing Nick Meany this week? Uh, no, I reckon with goal kicking, like after this week, let's let's have a look at their draw. So, because, like, he, he's, he's not going to play Origin. So, he's got the Cowboys yeah, and the Seagulls, Roosters. Uh, he misses round 13. Roosters, and then perhaps will probably be back around. Uh, he might get the game against the Broncos. So, it's not the softest mm. run. It's not like they were facing, you know, the Warriors four times in a row. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough one, guys. If you want to bring him in, I'm not mad, but I wouldn't recommend him necessarily. Um, my other one's Taylor May, guys. So he sealed up the spot over Charlie Staines last week, which is huge news for those who owned him. So we said to hold him and just to wait, and and you were sort of rewarded with that 63 this week. So um, he's averaging nearly 180 meters per game. He's scoring 1.3 tries per game, 1.1 line break. So <laughs> if we hold him, he could even be a final. Um, a final keeper really on your bench as your center wing fullback cover so potentially I'm not saying he is he just could be um, because he's actually held that spot but um, yeah so congrats to those who've held him Stu what have you got mate mate uh, j- just going back to Taylor mate like you know we we're talking before about wing fullbacks right mm. he's the fourth best scoring fullback uh, wing fullback player this year yeah so, mate, that, and it's, it's we, not even close we called it we called oh, it to get on him that stings that I sold him last week for Josh Jackson. I did not anticipate that Pappenhausen injury. That's really hurt. Yeah, and look, and we also didn't anticipate bloody Scotty Drinkwater doing so well either. So we'll find out. Um, all right, mate. I have uh, guys Cam Munster. A lot of people will be tempted to go and get Cam Munster. He does look like he's turned a corner, guys. But he has Origin coming up, and he'll be playing pretty hard in those games. I would be nervous at buying 
uh, a guy like him at the peak. Uh, but I have, I must say, and would you guys agree that Cam Munster has hit a new, a new vein of form this year? It's consistently, it's he's consistently good. It's not some games on, 100%. some games off. Nick Nick 100%. called it. Nick called it in our preseason cast that he looks lean and mean and fit, and he's apparently off the grog. Probably not off the fairy dust, but definitely off the. He grog. just looks different. If you just look at him, he's got a he's got either target look to him. Mm. I test man, never wrong. That's it. That's it. So look, I guess you know he could be he could be a go to. Just know that he's got Origin coming up, and he'll probably yeah be a little bit worn out through that. Maybe Nathan Cleary breaks his shoulder this year. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> and then um, we got Jerome Hughes uh, guys for me he's a sell he's underperforming just because Munster is carving it up right why wouldn't you get him the ball on an edge so uh, at the moment he's he's playing more a support role he's not even getting mm. those runs through the middle and his average has just plummeted like a stone so Hughes at the moment he's lost money off his starting price which I did not think he would do and he's got a break even at 60 this week. I'm just, mm. I'm really struggling. If you had him, and I was very high on him to begin the season. Uh, he's yeah, just, we all were. Yep. Yeah. He's he's just, Munster stepped up, not him. And so mm. I, he, for, for me, he's a sell before you lose too much money. Uh, anyway, so guys, for the game of the round, who have we got winning this one, Mitch? Panthers by eight. Excellent. Nick? Same Panthers by it. I agree with that. And look, I've if Paps was there, I'd I'd say that. But look, I, I'm going to say Panthers by two, because these games have a way mm-hmm. of shaking out pretty close, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, as long as it's a good game, I won't care. Though we are in the middle of the Panthers supporter base, so <laughs> we'll see how that one goes. Uh, okay, guys, let's move on to the Sunday game, and obviously they've given us a great first game: the Sharks versus the Raiders, guys. Um. They had a pretty close game early on in the season, so we'll see how this one goes. Big news, Nico Hines is at fullback. Connor Tracy is at centre for the two suspended uh, Sharkies there. We also have Braden Trindle, who's uh, moved into seven. We have Dale Finucane at 13, Cam McInnes at 14, though they might swap on game day as they did this week. Uh, Mitch, what's happening with the Raiders? Uh, for my favourite Milky team, uh, Seb Chris moves from the bench to the starting side to replace the injured centre Jared Croker, poor guy. And young gun Xavier Savage joins the bench, and he'd be acting as coverage for Charles Nickel Clodstad, who is carrying that cork. Hundred percent. All right, so Mitch, who have you got? Uh, I got a couple ones. Uh, first one. Cam McInnes, gents, we've been on McInnes watch for some time. I feel like I talk about him every bloody week. Seems to have gotten the leg up in minutes over Fanuke in the last few weeks. Had 60-plus minutes the last two weeks with plenty of tackles and meters and no attacking stats to speak of. The main question is, do we think the extra minutes were more to play Fanuke back in post-HIA or has McGuinness been eased in by Fitzgibbon um, post-ACL Meninskis injury and is he working out how he wants to play him? Is there any interest now? He seems to be starting to level out with the scores. While the Sharks did only have 11 um, players on the field in the previous game, do we think he can keep up that sort of tackle rate and hit up rate? Um, n- nah. Pers- n- look, there's too many question marks for me. 
Um, there's too much flux in the pack. Um, yeah, I, f- I feel like it's just too much of a lottery even still. Yeah. I know he's had two really solid games uh, starting at lock, but he's in that 14 jersey. There's just too many questions for me. So, Stu, do you disagree? Uh, no, look, I there's there's one too many uh, chefs in that kitchen at the moment, unfortunately, for me. And um, until we work that out or until there's an injury to either Braden Bra- uh, Braley or... Alphanukan, I cannot be on Cam McInnes. I don't think. It's just... Yep. And it looks like it's a week-to-week proposition for how this team rolls up. Uh, it looks like Fitzgibbon is just playing uh, like, you know, Royce Hunt. He started last week. He was out entirely this week. Fafida was in. Now Fafida's out. Royce Hunt's back in. Fanukin's, uh back at 13. So there seems to be a bit of shuffling as we go on. So, yeah, no, yep. he... he uh- I would go and yeah. guess uh, Angus Crichton or Tohu Harris this week over Cam McInnes. Or Josh Jackson. I agree with that. 100%. Uh, all right. So, all happy with that one. Adam Elliott, I've seen enough of the film to feel as though this is exactly how I think Sticky will go for the next three to four weeks. Elliott looks to have locked up between 60 to 70 minutes with a known high PPM. Nick was frothing in the preseason discussions over Adam, Adam Elliott. Uh, he's close to a straight-up swap from Starling to Elliott on the cards. For me, actually, you could do a straight-up swap from Schneider to Elliott, which is pretty tasty. He's probably the only Raider worth having at the moment. Uh, mild calls for concern that a few big losses could trigger further changes with the Raiders facing the Sharks, Rabbits, Eels, Roosters, and Broncos over the next five weeks. So the only real concern is if they get towed a couple of times, Ricky might get off Adam Elliott at hooker, but I thought he looked really good up the middle and actually added a bit of punch um, to that early, early sort of 20 to 30 minutes. I think that really sort of yeah. was what destabilized that Bulldogs team. 100%. Um, no, you're 100% on there, Mitch. Like, Because you have Joe uh, Tarpany or Papali, they make these good runs, but they're not really jinkers towards the line. Or like bustlers away, they they just like to to roll forward. But having someone like him, who's got a little bit of mobility to him behind those guys, that's gross. It is, and then you tire out the team and bring on Starling, and that's where the points came from from about the thirty to sixtieth minute. So I personally will be getting on Elliot. I know that they were playing the Bulldogs, um, and there is some mild con- cause for concern there. I have to roll the dice at this point, but I thought he looked pretty good, and if he's getting those minutes. Um, I think he's the best buy of the week. A hundred percent, mate. And the the best part about it is is that his points haven't just come against bad teams. He's not one of those fellas. So he got. Uh, sorry, I'm just bringing up his details here. Uh, Panthers, forty points in fifty two minutes. Uh, as well, then the Warriors got fifty three and sixty eight. Uh, fifty one and sixty one against the Bulldogs. Like it's, he's doing well. Uh, that leads nicely into Tommy Starling, Nick. Yeah, boys, Tommy Starling. Um, I'm just going to say don't panic. It was one game. The Adam Elliott meta is here. So his tackle count was down by 10 to 15 um, to 34 per game. So don't overthink it. Just hold him and don't stress it, in my opinion. Um, the other guy, CSC for Talakai, 733K. 40 fantasy points this week with 55 break even. He's the biggest headache. Like, I got some headaches in my life, and I think Talakai <laughs> is my biggest. Um, since he's 107, he scored 30 and a 40. Like, for his 40, he had seven tackle breaks, 
two missed tackles, nearly 200 metres gain, a line break, and a line break assist. So I'm saying, well, if this is where he's at, then he's the easiest sell this week because without the 107, his average is 51.6, and with it, he's 60.8. Um, and I just think last week, he is what he is, if that makes sense, in a 12-man um, squad uh, for most of the game. So... Uh, I don't think he'll hit the same heights that he hit again. And so I've got a, a sell rating. Uh, have I got any disagreements, Stu? No. He, he was a very unique set of circumstances, his century, which was is that Morgan Harper, DCE, uh, between the two of them, just couldn't put on a proper tackle on, on him. They were always moving backwards. Every team has now watched that tape. Every team knows to move up. And Cooler, if Cooler can do it at all of, what, 79 kilos to Talakai... Every other centre in the game should have a good shot at it too. So yeah, Talakai, he's he's working his guts out, but he's a he's a forties type of guy. So yeah, it's it's one of those things, guys, where his break even is sort of smack bang in between his high and low average for the year, which he won't hit. Like I, I can almost take a sandwich that he won't average fifty for the rest of the season. So I wouldn't um, take that. Just I wouldn't. Sorry. Either. I said yeah, exactly. I wouldn't bet against you. Exactly. So, um, yeah, take take your profit on sale, even though for some people it may only be 60, 70K like me, but whatever. Cut your losses, move on. Um, Tiger you know, Harris. Swing it, that's it. Swing it into something that will make you smile. Okay. So, yeah. And look, um, I've got to say. What have you got, Stu? I've got a big sale here. Brad Schneider, 23 points, 470K. Lost some money. Uh, 47 break-even, guys, and he got a poor result in a winning team. So this is the concern for me, is, is that he had the chance to step up here with White now. Instead, Frawley steps up. He he got some good points. Uh, Brad Schneider did not. And even if he gets goal-kicking back for a couple of weeks, it adds four to his average, but he's just, he's just been going downhill. A lot of teams are running at him, and I think he's starting to pick up those niggling soreness and uh, injuries that you pick up with first grade. Uh, so, guys, for me, he is a guy who you go, thank you for your service, and you sell probably this week. So you might. 100%. So, for me, I, I am swapping him out to Adam Elliott. It's the easiest trade I'm going to make this year. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, so, Sharkies versus Raiders. Uh, oh, sorry. Can we talk about one more thing? Because it will be important. Nico Hines at one. So oh, we do this all the time. We we keep doing this when he has good scores. I know, but no, 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 no. It's not not about whether he's good scores. It's about captaincy this week. So a lot of people would be very keen to captain Nico, and obviously last week he was one in defence, and he was seven, six, nine, everything in attack, right? But for this week, he's actually got Braden Trindle in there, who is a proper half. So he'll be playing more traditional one role this week. So guys, would you be keen to captain uh, Captain Nico this week? Mate, we have a captaincy segment for this, and no, I won't. Save it for the captaincy segment. Save it for, oh my God. Okay, right, okay, moving on. Okay, so look, I, I, I've got the Sharks, uh, not by much on this one, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've got the, the Sharks by eight. Yeah, uh, same. I'll go Sharks by eight. Mitch? Yeah, it, it'll be close. Sharks by six. Easy. And look, we get to the game of the middle of the table. We had the Roosters versus the Eels uh, for the 4.05 p.m. game. 
So guys, this one should be a pretty good one, actually. Uh, Mitch, what's happening with the Roosters? Uh, so the Roosters, we've got Sam Verrills out with a collarbone. He is replaced by Connor Watson, who is returning from a throat injury. Uh, do expect Drew Hutchison to uh, potentially swap on game day. Tiosu Takiaho goes from the pine to the starting front row in place of the suspended Lindsay Collins with Daniel Sulaka Fafida coming in onto the bench. Adam Kieran will bid for a return from an ankle injury in the reserve. So he's sort of lurking um, just outside at the moment. So probably not far away at all. Fair enough. And look, for the Eels, uh, no changes in their 17 at all. Uh, good news, uh, Sean Russell, after those broken ribs, is back in the reserves, it uh, looks like. He might be coming back, though, if, if they beat the... Why would you change the team that beat the Panthers, right? So, uh, moving on. Uh, guys, I'll still kick us off Dylan Brown, 64 points against the Panthers last week, 705k. Um, he's back in the middle, back to his breakout form, because that is a very good score. Uh, guys, I would actually say I've got a buy rating on Dylan Brown. Uh, still at this Does that point. mean you owe an apology to Nick? I do. I do. Sorry, mate. Yeah, boy. So, yeah, buddy. <laughs> he, um, so I I wanted him to have a bad game last week versus the Panthers, but he did not. He came good. Uh, the second guy, uh, Azai Papali, 81 points against the Panthers. Uh, brilliant battle against Kikau, I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, it's got that few- was juicy. Oh, it was a really good battle between those two. Um, 56 points. Uh, sorry, 56 break even. Uh, almost 900k. Uh, he's in pretty best form, guys. He does not seem to be stopping. He has no chill. So, guys, I still have him as a strong buy. If you have Cam Murray money, this is where it should end up. Because Agreed. he's DPP. I don't even care about 13 anymore. But if you do for overall, he plays it. And he's... Oh, no, sorry. He doesn't play 13. But he's just an absolute monster. And he's the best forward running around at the moment. Uh, and definitely the best edge by about 5 or 10 points until Tohu gets back up and running. And look, I've got Connor Watson, guys. Uh, question for you, Right. He's got a. F- we got Verrill's out for a number of weeks. Connor Watson, 605k. He does ha- not have a great break even at 57. Are you guys interested in looking at Connor Watson? Mm-hmm. Not at that break even. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, Mitch. Yeah, that's a that, 57 break even. Probably not. It's tempting, though. I. <laughs> You know what? He's one of those players. He gets you very interested, and then he doesn't always produce. They got Drew Hutchinson there. No, nah, probably not. No, no. At eighty minutes, man. I, I, without the eighty minutes, Sweet. no way. No, it's all good. I just saw a few people interested today. I just want to have the discussion to uh, put that one to bed. Uh, how about a hooker that we might want to buy? Nick, take us away. Um. Oh, guys, uh, Damian Cook. If you're having headaches, this is this is just like. Uh, turned around uh, 180 so early season Reed Marnie he got um, some of his minutes pinched and now he's back to 80 minutes guys so he's 673k 65 fantasy points and a 36 break even 
right? So he's gone back to 80 minutes uh, for scores of 52 versus the Knights, 47 versus the Cowboys, and then 65 against the Panthers. So he's clearly bottomed out, and he could be an absolute steal. So if you think, if you agree with us with Cookie that he's a big sell, then I think Reed Money could be a big buy for you this week. You could pocket a nice 200K to go flog somewhere else. Any disagreements there, boys? No. I could do Tom Starling to uh, read Marnie and lose only 2K cash. Yeah, I am I must say, looking at that, I'm pretty keen because Harry Grant's a lock to play origin, so read Marnie's just back up. Yep. Yeah, yeah good good call. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so that that's one of my hookers that I think you can bring in this week. Um, in terms of other players for this particular game, though, guys, Joseph Sawali, uh, 393K, put in a 48 this week. He's going to break even a 12. So I mentioned he could have had a high 30 score last week if he jagged that try at the death against the Bulldogs. And he had three areas. So uh, this week he got the double against the Titans and he's getting back his work rate up to 140 metres per game. So his, his base is lifting, his attack is lifting. The uh, Sprinkle him some more attacking stats and a rooster side that is starting to click. I'm not sure he's a surefire buy, He's already made uh, 38k, um, and we have. I haven't valued him for about 480k, so I think he's going to make another 90 or so. So I got him as a soft buy hold. If you really love him, bring him in like me. But if not, probably don't. Um, but the other center guys, Will Penasini at 526k. Long story short, just sell him. You know, cash him out to a cooler. Um, think about maybe a Cobo or a Suwali, but. Um, Pretty much his price is approaching his fair value, uh, in, in our opinion. So I'd look to bring him out uh, now, I'd say. Any disagreements there, uh, Stu? Oh, look, I, I reckon you've got probably a couple of weeks on him just to kind of like what people have been doing with Targo and whatever else, just to see what's happening there. Because I think, I think with Pap's injury and a few other guys, you might have a few headaches this week. So he'd be very low. Who do you sell first, Stu? Targo or Penasini, if you've got both in your team? Look, I know that Targo hasn't necessarily been in the best form the last couple of weeks, but I'd say Penasini just due to a dual player position. Mm. But to be honest with you, I would sell neither of them at the moment. I reckon if, okay. like most people, you've got uh, like you've got guys like Schneider who probably has to go. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying if you've got both of those, who would you sell first? I, so if, you'd if say I, it's if, I, if I had both of them, I'd say yep. Penasini, but I would not want to sell either at the moment. To put out your other fires first. 100% big, like a huge, huge thing. Okay, sweet ass guys. I think we're all taking the eels. I'll take them by uh, 20. Uh, Stu, what have you got, mate? I got them by 16. I, I reckon nice. the, the Roosters, they have been, they were flattered by how awful the Titans actually are at the moment. Mm. Mitch? I got the Eels by four. Stu, I feel the same way. I, I still don't think Teddy's a pickup. I think he'll beat up. I think he's the new flat track bully. He's the new Mitchell Moses. So, mm, uh, 100%. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing a huge week for James Desco. He's not captaincy material this week for me. I don't even think he's buy material if you don't already have him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, look, uh, it, I, I have a real problem at pa- with Papenhaus now. That is That just sucks oh, well, so much. Look, t- Teddy could go there. It's You know, he's playing... No. What's their run like over the next few weeks? Well, he's playing Origin as well. I really don't want to grab an Origin player. No, nah, f- uh, f- fair enough. We, we are close enough. Yeah. 
So, okay. So, look, if you own Tedesco, enjoy the points. Um, he's also uh, by Panthers, Sharks, Raiders, Storm, Eels. Not, <laughs> not touching <Yeah>. him. <laughs> Yeah, I guys, uh, for us, he's a pickup after Origin where he gets the, the dream soft run. runs over. Dragons, yeah, okay. Knights, Seagulls. So, so anyone who doesn't have Pappenhausen, basically, we've decided that Trevojevic and Tedesco are not pickups. Yeah, so you're you're in real trouble. Like selling May is almost as bad as when I sold Thermal. Although <laughs> I have the I have the advantage of hindsight, I suppose, on this one. Yeah. I, okay, guys, on to our preseason toilet bowl, which actually looks pretty good now. Uh, West versus Cowboys, the final game of the round. That's it. Uh, We've got uh, Luciano Leilua into the starting side and damn. Alex Seafarth has dropped back down to the bench. We've also got Thomas Michele, uh, from who's coming back from a head knock into the reserves and Kevin Marlowe has been named to the wing, but he'll need to pass his own concussion. Stu, what are we looking like for the Cowboys, mate? Mate, Toddy Payton, same 17. Uh, no. Oh. No. No, no, it's so good because uh, now there is all sorts of weirdness coming in here like Ruben Cotter is still they're still pretending that he's a prop right and then what? Jason Tam yeah he's playing at 10 mate and in the number 10 jersey that's right because Jason Tamalolo obviously he's got his own personal merch deal up there which is you know JT13 so it must th- be legit. it must be because he's playing prop he's genuinely yep. playing prop so but whatever, that's fine, Ruben Cotto. That's uh, hilarious. You doing well? It mate. must be such a loose-fitting jersey on Cotto because it's small boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Oh mate, and look, he's pretty jacked, but he's also a small dude. But look, he's. L- let me start with Ruben Cotto. Actually, he is a guy who we were high on preseason, but just that injury in the first couple of weeks means that we didn't really hop onto him. But guys, look, if I was hoping that like he would have an off couple of weeks, we could hop on. He's just yep. going from strength to strength. He's got an absolute motor on him. And he's, yeah, it looks like he's made that 13 his own. Well done to him. Uh, look, and I'll say Jeremiah Nanai, uh, guys, we've kind of, he's peaked. We've seen what you get from Nanai, which is, is that he's a great attacking stats, but uh, he's reached his peak. It's like Jordan Ricky last year, which is one of those guys who mid 400s is about where he ends up just due to the variability sell. Uh, Flogging boys. Yep, and Nick Alex Seifarth, mate. What? Well, I guess lucky we we said hold until we know what's happening with Luciano. Well, we know what's happening mate, now. Great, great call. Yeah. So just before the game kicked off, we we heard it was a one one week sort of issue. So Luch is back in the side. So just wait until Alex Seifarth gets another chance on the edge. In which case he'll be an absolute go with a low break even and a high ceiling. Um, and guys, mother hooker of the week, Reese Robson. So 657k. I mentioned uh, Reed Marnie before. They're about the same price. So he scored 58 this week, and his break even is only 30. So he looks to have nailed down the 80 minute roll now that the Hammer has taken the 14 jersey. There's no Jake Granville. So Granville um, is in some people's teams. I'm talking to my mate Mark right now. Get him out of your team, okay? Mark, what's get him he out doing now. there? Uh, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Um, I, I it, look, Jake Granville's sick player. Just crap for fantasies to get rid of him anyway he scored 52 63 and 58 in three games at 80 minutes so for an average of 57.7 in 2022 he averages 60.7 and 80 minute games for his career right so he's an absolute buy he's priced at about 47 he's going to make 10 to 13 points if he continues this role so i know it's um tentative like reed barney you know they could Go back to losing 10 to 15 minutes like any hooker can. But 
Um, this is where the line of land is now. So I've got a, a really nice buy on Reese Robson as well as Ray Marnie, guys. So take your pick of the litter. If you had to pick one, Mitch, who would you choose between Robson and Marnie? Marnie. He plays Stu? for the Eels. They're a better team. Yeah, good. What do you got, Stu? I... My I, my first instinct was to pick Marnie, but I have been looking at Robson for a couple of weeks now because he's he's playing in a team which is exclusively playing up through the middle very heavily. They're just rolling up, rolling up. They've got all these great young forwards, absolutely hammering the edges, and they've given them license to keep up the pace, the hookers, right, to make runs, break some tackles, get second phases going. Uh, just looking at the schedule... Uh, They've got Tigers, Storm, Panthers, Titans round 13. So, look, they've got a couple of bad weeks coming up uh, for the Cowboys. But after that, they actually get pretty soft again. So, uh, look, I would say uh, Reese Robson. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I agree. I'd probably go Robson, guys. Um, I'm just not sold on, on, on Marnie personally at the moment. And I think Robson's just a bit... A bit more certain, a bit more stable in this team. So that that's just where I'm at. Um, guys, I've the Cowboys by four. Mitch, what do you, mate? The Tigers by eight. I've liked what I've seen the last couple of weeks. Okay. I, know they, I know they dropped both games, but Hastings is making a difference. Spicy, I like it. Stu, what do you got, mate? And I've got the Cowboys by 18. I think they've just they've found a way to score points again. No, Chad Townsend is playing really well. He's not a fantasy buy, but he's in my draft team. He's doing. Mm. He's playing really well, and he's just he's he's done exactly what Adam Reynolds right has done for the Broncos in terms mm. of bringing some structure, showing teams how to keep get possession, keep possession, run teams down. So, uh, I reckon they will tune up most of the lower. They're like Manly from last year. They will tune up most of the lower sides, but they just don't have the firepower to beat the big three or four. Although they did, yeah, they did tune up the eels. Fortunately, they're fifth, so my <laughs> holds tight for now. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, what, what's next, mate? Uh, mate, that is the end. So, uh, guys, we come to our uh, to the moon section. So, guys, the guys with the lowest break even this week. So, we have the trap, which is Ben Travojevic on minus nine. Selwyn Cobo is on four. If he has a big week this week, he could make a ton of coin. Uh, Christian Tupelotu is also on four. So if you want to, if you want to really go to the casino, get both wingers. Uh, Ooh. I know. Uh, more safe uh, this week. Adam Elliott break even a five. Royce Hunt break even a seven. He, for me, he's not a buy though. Nick Meany break even of eight. That is a. That's probably the biggest casino Ding. of the week. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Suwali break even of twelve, and James Tedesco break even of fourteen. Uh all right, guys. So let me go back to my previous question to you guys. We're at the O oh, Captain, my captain segment. Or So, guys, this week we have Nico Hines playing fullback with an established half in the team. Would you captain him? Mitch. I'm tempted to. I think I think it'll be a tight game between Panthers and Storm when we saw what happened to clear his score when it was that way. And I think... The Sharks are the best team of any of tuning up uh, their opposition. I'm certainly tempted to. The problem for me is I think everyone will do that, and I'm almost trying to think what will everyone not do. So because of that, I'm going to stick with Cleary. 
Cleary. Nice. Excellent. Uh, Nick, who are you um, captain this week, mate? Well, when we looked at Nico Hines in our group chat, um, he sort of hit the holy grail of halfback and fullback. So he's getting all the kick meters and all the run return meters mm-hmm. and all the attacking stats. It was just ludicrous. So... Um, and guys, we know from his time at the Storm, he tears it up at fullback. So, look, I think Nico's going to be fine. If you want to captain him, I've got no problem with that. I think he'll still put in a 60 to 80 sort of point effort, in my opinion. Um, I think yeah, he'll get a lot of the kicking as well. I think you'll be 100%. surprised. Yeah, agreed. Easy. All right. And as for me, I will be weighing it up this week. Uh, I think that Haas is probably not the go just coming back from that injury. Uh, he's probably just the one that you parked through to be safe. Uh, for me, I'm actually really thinking about Nico this week because, uh, yeah, Cleary versus the Storm, it's um, it's just a tougher run even with Paps out because they just um, oh that that won't affect uh, that won't affect what happens to his score. Yeah, they're going to get up. I think the blueprint that people are going to see is that the Eels really got up on Cleary and just tried to neutralize mm. him, and that scares me for fantasy. It really does because he his option is to just push the ball on which is what he had to do those early rounds so unless they can give him real early ball so he can jink left and right and get some tackle busts I am concerned about people seeing what the Eels did to Penrith Um, because I thought they did a good job shutting Cleary down and his fantasy score suffered big time I think they'll review that though this week the one good thing I've seen with the Panthers is that if teams start trying to copy it then they'll start they'll start by playing uh, by playing into it so you're rushing up on Cleary which means they're leaving holes in behind so Yep. Yeah, I reckon te- teams will change it up pretty quickly. You, you just play short. That's it. So p- pass it back to the inside man, you know, who, who's running through the, the gap, which the guys rushing forward have left open. It, it reduces the possibility that Cleary will get meat pies or tackle breaks himself. 100%. So, yeah. yeah. It will Good hurt point. him. Yep. The Panthers will be okay, but will Cleary be okay? It's a great point. Oh, look, I've I, now I could be wrong. I'm just being away the... from Cleary. So thanks, guys. Look, I'm 50-50 on it as, as far as it goes. It'll be, it'll almost be like a Thursday night type of thing while I'm up there picking, picking everyone up from the airport. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be sitting there. I'll do my normal uh, nighttime, uh, quickly change it while I'm parked on the side of the road type of thing. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I did it one night. It's, it's a... Yeah, had an absolute shocker one time was in, in a car park with like one bar of reception, almost captain the wrong bloody guy. Anyway, moving on. Uh, okay, so we've got the captain, my captain. Uh, so we have a lot of people of uh, like us this week will probably be thinking Nico Hines. Uh, but clearly we're probably the captain for most of the rest of the games. Uh, guys, trades this week. Nick, what are you doing? Mate, I'm thinking Talakai and Paps, so Pappenhausen, to Tohu and Ipappy. That's what I've got wow. lined up so far. That's that's an amazing... Yes, do that. That's an amazing trade. I love it. Oh, and yeah, um, man. It's, it's looking pretty juicy, but um, we'll wait and see. Uh, Mitch, what have you got, mate? Boys, I'm very stuck. I know that I'm going to do Schneider to Elliot. I've already pulled the trigger on that. The question for me is I only have Kula as my center coverage and Edric Lee as my wing fullback. So I either need to roll the dice and hope that Aiken plays, in which case I can put Kula to wing or fullback and I can live with that. Uh, and at that point, I'll either leave my team as is or pull the trigger on uh, Starling to either Marnie or Tohu because I've got quite a war chest of cash. Um mm-hmm. Or I need to find a replacement for Pappenhausen. But 
I'm not going to get Tedesco. I'm not going to get Trojevic. I'm not going back to May. I'm, I'm really stuck. So I need to pray Aiken plays. Uh, I'm not in a good spot at the moment, to be honest. Or that Edric Lee goes off against the Doggies, which is not impossible. That's true. Yeah, look, for me this week, uh, I'm doing Schneider straight to Elliot. So that's uh, that's one locked in. Unfortunately, my back line is Hines, Steve Crichton and Tedesco. So I'm all right there with Cooler in reserve. My uh, big one is is that I, I've i got Tass sitting there who's frustrating me. I've got Tuolagi who's sitting there frustrating me. And I've got Leo Thompson who I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that never get around to selling. So <laughs> for me at the moment, I, I could go Tass straight to Burton, which I think I might do because that turns a... I agree with that. I keep I get my keeper center slash yep. half, uh, and he adds a bit of coverage to my team. The other and we were thinking. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, Burton could have played Origin, but now it looks like Nico Hines is probably stitched up uh, any sort of involvement that Matt Burton would have had. Eh? I well, they were thinking center, so I don't think I don't think Nico will play center. I think Nico, however, with that Paps injury, is probably fourteen. You know, fourteen unless Jack Whiten snags it. It's between him and Jack Whiten. Uh, Jack Whiten's got to get it. Well, I don't just don't think Nico can play centre, and I know Jack Whiten can. That's right. Jack mm. Whiten's got to get it. He can play anywhere. I've Especially said it because at the moment they're missing Cam Murray, who is going to be the missing link. Uh, that should mm. be one other thing that I'm just mentioning here. Is Jack Bell might get a run. Cam Murray, that injury, means that Angus Crichton is now basically a lock to play. Oh, no. Which means that if you own him... Yeah, just just factor that one in. Like he was fifty fifty before. Oh, no. There was yeah. absolute certainty. So who would have played? Who would have, hang on? Who would have been in the back row? You would have had Murray, Yo. Uh, yeah, I reckon Crichton would have Crichton would have had a bench spot for sure. You could not pick Crichton. He would have been the fourth or fifth person picked. Yeah, oh, look, I, I think his start to the year wasn't great, but he's certainly building into some sort of form now. So he's, oh, I'm he's sure he was carrying something. For yeah. sure, like Edwards last year, he's carrying something. We just never, we're just never going to find out. No. Um, yes, yeah, so that does that does suck. But I think Whiten's a good chance of fourteen. I'd be really shocked if Nico got got the nod. But then he's again, probably he's probably eighteenth man. Yeah, he's been playing awesome footy. Like if you pick him on form, you've got to pick Nico. But if if Fitler learns anything from what Mal Meninga did, yeah, just stick with the incumbents and the legends. Jack Whiten's a Dalian winner. Don't be silly, Brad. Take Jack Whiten. Mm. Yeah, put Nico at 18, frustrate all the Sharks' plans because he won't play. <laughs> anyway, perfect. I, I, I love you thinking there. <laughs> all right. Okay, so, guys, we have some questions this week. Uh, so, Anonymous, I got, what do you think of Havili's prospects? Uh, for me, the answer is not good. And does Nicarima take minutes away from Havili? I think we you mentioned Nick before, Nicarima is more than likely to take a bit of Cook's minutes. Yeah, I'm just having a look at Havili. The last two weeks, he's he's punched out an uh, average of 43 in about 45 minutes for two games. There's been injuries, though, if you have a look at both of those games. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah that, that's yeah. my concern there. Is, is that what was he getting HIs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but his minutes doubled. So his minutes went from like 20 to like 45. So he's getting. So the question, the real question is, what do you think his minutes are going to be like? Because his PPM solid at point eight. The question is, what do you think his minutes are going to be? And that's the question, I guess. Does Nick Remer take minutes away from him? 
I think what we'd say is that his minutes were um, artificially inflated due to issues during the game, right? But, yeah, but we also got Cam Murray out. So I'm just trying to find this bench at the moment. Let, let's have a look. Mm. Davy Mowali yeah. is playing about 18 seconds, right? Yep. Uh, who just, yeah, is is not getting any time at all. Who, who else is on that bench? Uh, Liam Knight. Liam Knight, okay. And, and Cody Nicarima. So it's pretty light on, really. That's it. So uh, you, got Arrow who could play, you can play Arrow who can play long minutes, but... but you do have Arrow who can play long minutes, but you've got Tom Burgess, who's a 45-minute specialist. Yeah. Tolo, Totola. Now, the other reason why Havili got more minutes last week is because Totola got hooked. He dropped two balls in a row, right? Mm. Uh, on the on the uh, attack, trying to come out from their end, so he got hooked. Uh, so, but yeah, Kalomotangi and Host will probably play eighty. Arrow will play bigger minutes. Havili's all right, but I'm not sure that he's the guy you want to be bringing in this week. Nah, I just it's look, it's really high risk. I just don't think it's high reward, and only weeks you can get out of a move like that. Oh uh, well, depend depends, Mitch on. What we hear about Murray, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. There is no depth to this team, guys. Like, no. they were playing Trent Peoples, who was literally packing shirts last week, right? I would be very, <laughs> he, I'd be very concerned about Murray. Very, very concerned. Yeah. So, they're, yeah, especially, yeah, and if they're playing guys who were working at Connor, you, you've got a, you've got a concern there. Uh, so, look, Havili, he's an okay, but I'm... Yeah, it's not screaming a buy for me the same way that Elliot is, for instance. Uh, next one uh, from Wendy. So, any thoughts on adding Burbo? Nick, I believe you've dispatched that. Yep. Trap, what what, what's, what next question we got there, mate? From Cayenne. I think it's Cayenne. Cayenne. Is Reese Robson a sleeper buy? Absolutely. Bring him in if you've got a inclined to bring him in, particularly if you've got Cook, I would definitely bring in Reese Robson. Or look at Marnie and flip a coin if you can't make a decision. Yep, no, that works for me. Uh, I'm just I'm just going to see if we've got anyone else here. Uh, Brenton Vicari, when do you want me as a guest host? Mate, you, you keep on asking questions, mate. It feels like you're a guest already, so uh, you're good there, mate. Uh, any other Anything else over here? I think, no, I, th- I think that's everyone. So, look, thank you, guys. Uh, any final thoughts? Mitch, pump for Magic Round? Extremely. Uh, hope to see the Dragons put in a good performance. Be the first time this year. That's it. Uh, Nick? Yeah, let's get it, boys. Yep. And as I said, guys, uh, we have a promo coming out this week. If you made it this far... Uh, for the bottom place team in our uh, overall league this week, uh, we're going to give you guys away a uh, kilo packet of cards. I've got a promo coming out for that this week. <laughs> and if you find us at Magic Ground, guys, right, look us up on Facebook. Uh, we're pretty much tagged in everything. Uh, if you find us, well, Nick and I will be in the Panther Support Bay, uh, whereas Mitch, you're what in a private box somewhere, mate. You bought the best seats in the house. <laughs> I don't cheap out when I fly all the way to friggin' Brisbane for a weekend, mate. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I must I must say, uh, I think we spent all of the money on the house that we're staying at. Yeah. We, Emma and I are flying at 6 a.m. on $60 flight uh, to Brizzy and then doing the same on the Sunday. So, we put all our all our cards on the, 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 the thing we're doing. Because you guys are staying there for a holiday. We, we've gone all in on the game. Nah, fair enough. 
All good. All right. If, well, you, if you want to find us, um, I'll be sitting next to the person in the Bulldogs jersey heckling Nathan Cleary for 80 minutes. So we shouldn't <laughs> yeah, be hard to yeah. find. No, that, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's very true. So uh, the people listening out there, the uh, Roosters medical staff, Jared Weir, Hargraves. Oh, no. <laughs> who, else, who else is on the list here? That's why I didn't come to Sunday. I, I, I can't I can't be up there for when all that all those Roosters people are there. That's it, mate. They, they, they'll all be coming for you. So well, this Adam Fanuel Blake was another one. That's um, it. Nah, not a man. I remember that one. So well, he hasn't played. He hasn't played like a man. Like he's been pretty average this year. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Adam Fanuel Blake. You know, if anyone knows him out there, you know, Mitchell Mitchell be sitting in the diamond seats. Come find him. Uh, <laughs> you know, he'll buy you a beer. I'm sure. Uh, Excellent. So we'll catch you guys there. Thank you all for listening. Any more questions about final trades, hit us up on the DMs. We're always happy to give an answer if we can, though I will be on the road tomorrow. Uh, Thank you, Mitch. Pleasure, Uh, mate. Awesome. And thank you, Nick, for all your work, mate, as well. Cheers, boys. Cheers. And, yeah, we'll catch you all soon. And thank you to everyone at home. Hopefully catch you all at Magic Round. Uh, This is Boom or Bust. Uh, what week 18 wow we made it this far signing out 19 do you believe in magic round (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be the best ending to a podcast ever thanks